Listen in Fridays to the new feature Times Like This on Aro City Radio in partnership with Luxembourg Times. Emery, that's the first time we've seen that live, I guess. So, yeah, I think it's uh, worth jumping right in because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, a story that you uh, you sent in your mail last night that you already said in your mail last night that you were working on through the night, hoping to get it published this morning. And this is a story from the uh, European Investment Bank. What's this about? Right. It's not my story. My colleague Juliette oh, uh, wrote it, uh, but we published it this morning. Mm-hmm. It was a, It's a story uh, looking at the... Uh, arm of the European institutions that uh, project soft power around the world. They give money to uh, Burkina Faso and Fiji and once upon a time to Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. Um, and their um, ex- top executives are paid uh, almost as much as the U.S. president. They're paid on uh, par with the top members of the European Commission, including its president. Um, and then to get on the these one of top nine positions, uh, all are essentially politicians. They're all uh, selected by a process of heavily political horse trading. And once they've climbed the greasy pole in their country to uh, a political prominent position, they often or or some land on this EIB top uh, spot. And then from that uh, are able to translate that into lucrative post EIB jobs, and we looked at some of the places those people have landed. Well, I mean, it's a, an incredibly high-powered position. I mean, there's a lot of, like you say, soft power that goes with that and influence, and people are going to want to be friendly with these people, I guess. So it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely an, an interesting story. So where are these people ending up? Oh, like uh, Iberdrola in Spain uh, hired uh, a woman who had um, been convicted of in Spain uh, of um, her role in a plot to channel money away from a job protection scheme in Andalusia, mm-hmm. uh, her home province, uh, and she was hired by the uh, power utility, um, and it's not clear, but her job may have something to do with uh, her position at the EIB and uh, the connections she made there. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, what, what's the the story here? Essentially, that the you know that that, that pe- people are using the influence that or using the power that they get from their position in the EIB to. I mean, people are always going to make contacts and make networks, and they're always going to, you know, move on and, and benefit from their experience wherever they work. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if, if you're paid uh, 30,000 euros a year, that's one thing. Uh, but perhaps we should know uh, where people are landing after, uh, you know, one of these highest paid uh, jobs that you and I as taxpayers mm-hmm. are paying for. Uh, speaking of tax, then, uh, this is an interesting story. I didn't know that this was a thing. So unified global tax could hamper competition. Uh, what's this unified global tax? The... United States has been fighting uh, efforts by EU countries to tax the tech giants like Facebook and Google. Uh, but about two weeks ago, they proposed, okay, let's all agree to at least tax corporations a minimum amount, 21%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one can go below that. Um, now, Luxembourg built up its economy in part in the 90s by offering very attractive tax 
um, deals mm -hmm. to major corporations. So the thought is that if every country were required to charge every corporation at least a, a minimum tax, this could hurt uh, Luxembourg's attractiveness. Mm -hmm. um, so Luxembourg has not um, has expressed uh, interest in participating in it. Uh, we spoke to the Chamber of Commerce head, uh, and he made clear that, well, the we have to debate the the details. Right. So, so I mean, I can see the benefit for the U.S., for example, as so many of their companies are based in Dublin or Luxembourg or, or whatever, Google and Facebook and things like that, and pay very little or no tax at all in the states. Uh, so, it would be beneficial for them if you know if this was spread a bit more equally. For for Luxembourg, how, how does that work? Is it is it basically to to be able to better tax online and digital companies? Well, the the deal is uh, the the U.S. will not fight. Uh, taxing digital companies right. if in return uh, the wealthiest countries in the world can agree to tax all corporations at least a minimum amount. Right, so they, then they're less likely to go abroad, they might stay in situ and just pay tax in their own country rather than be based elsewhere. Yeah, they, their decision to go to Dublin or Luxembourg will be d based on other decisions besides they got a very special tax break. Mm -hmm. Is it going to happen, you think? Um, I think that there are advantages to all sides to get to a deal. Uh, as uh, Carlo Tellen, the Chamber of Commerce, had mentioned, uh, of course, the devil is in the details. Uh, talking, let's talk about the, uh, well, Corona, obviously. Well, you, <laughs> every single week we hit on it. Uh, Luxembourg is going to continue the rollout of the Johnson Johnson rollout, though, despite uh, the uh, EU watchdog review. This it, it has been paused in the States at the minute. Um, it, some countries have decided to roll out with it. I, I saw in the States, I think there's six cases uh, of people suffering from a, a quite rare blood clot out of six million doses that have been administered. Almost seven. So almost seven. So it's a tiny percentage, really. Literally less than one in a million. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the, uh, in most cases, not all, but most cases, Luxembourg's uh, health authorities choose to follow the lead of the European Medicines Agency. Mm -hmm. uh, they have not put a pause on the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine. Um, it is not clear if anyone has already gotten them. They were f the first batch were delivered to Luxembourg this week, earlier this week. Um, so it's not clear if anyone has has received any. But they said they would not pause uh, giving that vaccine. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's a hugely important part of most countries' rollout plans. I think because it's a it's a one and done shot. So for people who are uh, more difficult to pin down, a lot, a lot of homeless communities and and people who are less inclined to to get their shots they're kind of counting on they'll come in for one they'll get the johnson johnson and get that one done and also it's a, it's not one that needs to be refrigerated uh, in the same way as the other one so it's a you know it's a huge part of many countries rollout plans so i mean if you think of it i mean the the johnson and johnson vaccine would allow you to have your vaccine administered in your doctor's office mm -hmm. Uh, as opposed to having to go to one of these central locations where they have these super cold freezers. Uh, let's talk about uh, SES Astra then and uh, the investments that they're going to make. So they're based here, but they are uh, they are building foreign government ties, it says. Well, the, 
the, a growing part of their business is their um, satellite capacity offered to governments around the world, uh, particularly in the United States. Uh, they are uh, building a new operation center in the United States outside of Washington where, funny enough, uh, the government makes uh, most of its decisions. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they, they, they are, are indicating that they're very determined to stay planted in the U.S. market and, and keep the U.S. government as a very important uh, customer and uh, they are centralizing operations in this 17 million dollar, 14 million euro um, uh, location. Mm -hmm. uh, RTL consolidates, a consolidation move shouldn't harm Luxembourg, says Battle. So what, 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 are, what moves are RTL making? RTL is um, slimming down uh, somewhat uh, because they're under pressure. Uh, they're, you know, they deliver television programming uh, that has been and it still is their biggest money maker, but uh, you know Netflix and all these streaming services have, are cutting into their revenues a lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, they have basically taken over uh, full ownership of their operations in Belgium, uh, one of their businesses in Germany. Uh, they're looking to either uh, sell off or buy out their partners in France. They want to have greater flexibility to respond uh, in each of the countries they operate. And um, their nominal headquarters is here in Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. They were founded here in the 1920s. Uh, and so members of parliament wanted to know, well, you know, they've been wanting to know if the Bethel government has uh, secured an employment agreement mm -hmm. back in 2017 when the government uh, agreed to pay 10 million euros a year for RTL to program in Luxembourgish, mm -hmm. and they now um, parliamentarians wanted to know: Are there any deals that that RTL will keep jobs in in Luxembourg? Sure, because they, they are due to to shed some jobs, right? They did in 2019. Um, I don't know if they're doing it in the in, at the moment or mm -hmm. if they're forecast to do that. Uh, but uh, the Lawmakers looked around at all these changes in all the neighboring countries and said, well, what does that mean for us? And, and Prime Minister Bettel assured he's spoken to them. We will not lose jobs in Luxembourg. Because there, there, there had been a, a story regarding RTL and, and the government where there, there had been some agreement that hadn't been made public. Is that right? Right. That's specifically the uh, uh, 2017 contract that Bettel's government signed with RTL to produce uh, Luxembourgish language uh, programming. Mm -hmm. And uh, the parliament wanted to, say, wanted to see the contract. What else is in there? What else did you agree to mm -hmm. or not agree to? And that hasn't been... So a court uh, ordered the government to let Parliament uh, look at it, but only in very uh, limited circumstances. The parliamentarians have to go to uh, Bettel's yeah, yeah uh, ministry, and so it's it. Do you and know? I, you and I, are kept in the dark. Sure. Do we know why? Well, they they always argue uh, corporate confidentiality, business confidentiality, and the, I guess that's what the. Uh 
So, but it's 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 possible for politicians to see it. Are they allowed to publish what they what they see? What they read? No, no, they're prohibited. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll watch that one because it sounds like an interesting story. Emery, anything you're working on this week that uh, people can check out? Uh, check out our story on the European Investment Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's new. And uh, today, uh, as Simon mentioned, uh, the government is going to have a meeting of ministers, and we might get some indication about what will happen to uh, the restrictions that we are living under uh, after they come to a close uh, at the end of next week. Cool. Uh, Luxtimes.lu is the website. You'll find all the stories there and uh, and more as you go through the rest of the week. Emery, we'll see you next time. Thanks.